0: Welcome to this episode of The Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks, from Pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard, to Main Street, USA. On this episode, we're dishing on all things Topolinos. It's a deep dive into the restaurant, including the history, how to score a dining reservation, breaking down the difference between breakfast and dinner, and what to order. Plus, we'll be answering some of your questions at the end of the episode. I'm Colin. I'm joined by my wife, Bella, and we are Millennials on Main Street. And we are joined again by Bethany Vinton
1: hello everybody hello hello another week another episode here we go and another drink (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean yes (laughs) Yes.
0: all right bethany what are you drinking
1: okay we last week we talked about it you had themed your cocktail to the monorail bar hop and i did not and i was not about to be left out of that journey this week so i theme my cocktail i am drinking a mimosa with the actual champagne that they serve at Topolino's, which is some Saint French pronounced, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It's (laughs) some French wine, sparkling white wine, but this is what they use in the mimosas. And I would like you to know that I got it for $16, the entire bottle. And one glass of mimosa is $13 at Topolino's. So I feel like I'm getting a bargain over here.
0: You're a bargain hunter.
1: But I'm drinking a mimosa. All right, what are you guys drinking?
0: So... Again, I themed my cocktail because I feel like if I did it once, I'm going to have to do this the whole time. And <laughs> it's
1: gonna We're going to struggle at certain <laughs> points to theme our cocktails.
0: We are, but I want you to know that I planned ahead and I went onto the and website and I ordered some syrups. Yes. <laughs> and they're yes. getting delivered to our house, so I will be well prepared because... Bethany posts these awesome recipes and in the, in the, the Monin syrups that she can find at her local like grocery store and U.S. chef store. We do not have one anywhere yeah. near us. So we have to go to the Monin website. So we ordered some. So we'll be, we'll be pretty prepared for this season, I think.
1: <laughs> yes, as we should. But what are you drinking?
0: So I am drinking the Midi Spritz. Um, it's essentially an Aperol spritz, so it has mm-hmm. gin, it has Aperol, it has grapefruit juice, and it's topped with the same sparkling wine that hey. you have, except I use La because I couldn't find the Topolinos one. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but it's sparkling wine, so we're getting all the Topolinos vibes. All
2: right. That sounds good. Bella, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking a mocktail. Um, this is the Pesh Repose, which has... Peach juice, seltzer, and mint, um, I think. is there a, am I And missing? lemon. And lemon. There we go. It's quite delicious. I had it when we went to Topolino last time, and um, this is very, very good.
0: It's good. It's not—I I think I might have screwed something up when I made it, though, because it's not as, like, sweet as the one that we had in the restaurant. But, y'all, I tried my best. But I will say there's nothing I love more than a cocktail or a mocktail. With fresh herbs in it, and it has a nice sprig of mint in there. Bougie. I
1: I like it because I said to you last week, you better make her a mocktail this week because she was drinking water. And you did not disappoint.
0: I did not disappoint. You guys can't see it, but... I put it in a nice glass. Oh, it's
1: pretty. Look at that slice of
2: lemon, too. Wow. I
0: literally sliced a lemon to put on there. I'm very
2: impressed. I'm very impressed. It is fancy. It made up for the lack of mocktail last week, so.
0: Anything for my pregnant wife.
2: Oh, thank you. you. I like that. (laughs) All of our cocktails sound good. If you want to
1: make a cocktail and drink along with us, head over to our Patreon, because every week we will be posting our recipes from what we make.
0: Yes. And we did it for the cocktails we had last week
1: yes we'll we didn't mention same. it but they are posted over on our patreon so if you want to drink along with us or you're just interested in any of the cocktails we make we are your cocktail connoisseurs but head over to our patreon it'll be linked wherever we can link it and uh join and drink along with us or mocktail along with us you can do yes. both mm-hmm.
0: either way cheers
1: Yeah. Hers last week would just says water. So it is what it is. (laughs) You know, it was the freshest of water. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So we said we're diving into Topolino's, but let's first talk about where it's located. So it is located at Disney's Riviera Resort, which is a Skyliner resort, and it is also a DVC resort. Um, So it opened in December of 2019, and it's themed after Walt's trips and experiences in Europe at both the French and Italian Riviera. And one of my favorite things about the resort is as you walk through, especially through the lobby, you can see photos of Walt, even with his little stuffed Mickey Mouse, traveling throughout the French and Italian Riviera, which is really cool. Some family photos. It's an awesome touch to this resort. And it's also one of Bell and I's favorite resorts that we've ever stayed at.
1: Yeah, yes. it's absolutely gorgeous. And I think the, it, it's probably the place on property that feels most like Walt, in my opinion, just because he's reflected so much around the entire property. Any hallway you go onto, any floor, you can find photos of Walt on his vacations in Europe. And it's so magical.
0: It's magical. And just one of the reasons why it's so magical. I mean, it's also a Skyliner resort. That also makes it magical because the accessibility to this resort is wonderful, It's connected by Skyliner to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. It's walking distance to Caribbean Beach as well. It's on the same little resort loop. And anywhere you go, you have the most beautiful artwork within that resort. Not just the photos of Walt and his family at the Riviera, but you have beautiful paintings of Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. You have the most beautiful artwork of any resort there.
1: There's like a whole hallway of Tangled paintings too that I absolutely adore because Tangled is one of my favorite movies, which leads to... Outside, which if you're going between the Skyliner and the resort, you run into the mosaics, these beautiful hand-done mosaics, kind of like the ones that are in the bottom of Cinderella Castle. That tells the story of, you know, Cinderella, but these are... There's a tangled one, and there's a Peter Pan one, and they expand the entire length of the ceiling. There are beautiful arched mosaics that... One you've probably seen on Instagram. Yeah, they're everywhere.
0: They're incredibly Instagrammable. <laughs>
1: they are. They are an Instagram moment for sure. I think it's one of my first photos on my actual Instagram too. <laughs> Look, I fit in with trends, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of ours too. Actually, a video of that of the tangled mosaic, I think, yeah, is on there for sure. You can check any influencer account. And there's a video of the mosaic there.
1: (laughs) So before you go to dinner, what we're saying is you need to stop and see the mosaics. And if you're taking the Skyliner, it's super easy to find them because they're just on the path from the Skyliner to the hotel.
0: Super easy. And you're going to have to walk through that path and you're going to have to go inside and take the elevator to the 10th floor, the top floor, where Topolino's is located.
1: To me, the best restaurant in all of Disney. I, I put it out there. I agree. On Disney property, Disney proper restaurants that are open right now, I think Topolino's is the best.
0: Totally. And I would even agree with you without some of those caveats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I feel like you have to you have to get certain things because I know you have a love of a new restaurant you guys visited recently and said it competed with it. We'll talk about that in in another podcast. I don't want to get distracted from it. And I feel like Victoria and Alberts has to be on that list of like yes. the best restaurants if everything were open. Manifest it. (laughs) Exactly. So it's on the tenth floor. You take the elevators up. That is the only thing on the tenth floor, those elevators access is Topolinos. You walk in, it is stunning. It's an elevator bank, but it's really pretty. And it walks you right into the restaurant, which is outstanding. You walk right up to the host stand to check in, but the entire area around there is gorgeous. They have all their homemade pastas. And wines, I think, in the display cases, and they're lit up and just gorgeous. They remind you of everything Mediterranean when you walk in.
0: There is nothing I love seeing at a restaurant more than a wall of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Or
1: pasta.
2: Or pasta. I'll take either one. The two best (laughs) things, I think... (laughs)
1: <laughs> but you check in at the host stand and I've had put times where I've actually had to like wait for my table. This was probably pre COVID where you went up and actually checked in. Now you do everything digital, but they have a nice little waiting area there too. That is really pretty and has some nice couches to sit on, but they call you to your table and they escort you into the actual restaurant. So you leave the little hallway type area and you get put into their absolutely stunning restaurant.
0: It's beautiful. And just windows, all windows on the one side and you get that beautiful view, the sunset, the beautiful resort too. the resort is stunning. Yeah, absolutely stunning. And there's no better view to have that dinner with.
1: Yeah, especially if you go in before the sunsets, like we'll talk about when our prime time to book your reservation for. But if you go in before sunset, like Colin said, all of the walls essentially are windows. I know two of them are and the third is pretty much windows as well. So it's really light and airy there and it just feels so welcoming when
0: you walk in. It does. And actually the times that we've gone and we've had to wait for a reservation, we haven't waited in the waiting room. We've gone out to the terrace, the actual Topolino's terrace. Yeah. The terrace at Topolino's terrace. <laughs> and we've waited out there and just taken in the views. It's a nice beautiful outdoor open area with some great lounge furniture, the string lights, and you it's an observation deck and you get a beautiful view of everything there.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely something to touch on at this point because it used to be a bar. There used to be an outdoor bar there, which still hasn't reopened. But you can go out there at any point, whether you're waiting for a table or you're waiting for your food to come or you just, like, grab a drink at the bar and head out. It is a stunning view. It's like, uh, I was, 180 view? 3, 220 view? I don't know. It's a, <laughs> a wraparound terrace where you can look, you know, to the west and to the south and to the east and see... Everything that's in the Orlando area. But when you walk in, one of my favorite things is the chandeliers that are up there, which we actually talked about last week because they're the same chandeliers that are Enchanted Rose. There's, there are these gorgeous glass chandeliers that people say look like churros. I do get that a lot, which I can see, but they're just... Free flown beautiful glass chandeliers and that the entire restaurant is this burgundy and cream carpet with dark wood tables it's stunning
2: it is it's very it is like has a modern feel to it and it sounds you know when you when you say that it has like the dark wood it could come off as as being a little dark in there but it doesn't feel dark at all it has a very light and airy feel which i think has to do a lot with the windows too
0: Mm -hmm. totally and the kitchen's also open too on the one side so you can kind of see into the hustle and bustle and i actually love that
1: i do too i've sat by the kitchen before there and i feel like it's such a different dining experience and so many restaurants have it that you can get like the chef's table that's by that open kitchen they don't have that here but if you get a table over there you feel like you're involved in it because you see the flare-ups of the fire and it's it's so nice I love it over there.
0: And that's a feature in some of our favorite Disney restaurants anyway, like California Grill is an open kitchen. Trattoria Al Forno, an open kitchen. So yeah. I feel like there's something about that that's a cool experience to kind of see how the incredible food that you're going to get, which we haven't even gotten into yet, but the incredible food that you're going to get is served and prepared.
2: Well, shall we dive into food then? Yeah, let's, let's
0: do it. Let's start with breakfast.
1: Yeah, you got to start with breakfast, which... People ask me all the time, what is the number one character dining in Disney World? And this is the only correct answer.
0: One and I said what I said. percent 1,000%. I back you up. I'll back you up on that. <laughs> See, we are the kind of people that actually really hate character dining. But this is the only character dining that I will go back to.
1: Yes. I will a thousand percent recommend it. So breakfast is the only meal there that is character dining. So dinner is not. So we're just talking about breakfast right now. But it is essentially a Parisian art type situation with Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Daisy. So you get all four of those main characters. They're all dressed up in their own unique artist gear. So all spectrums of all things art and they wander around. And it is by far the only character dining I absolutely love.
0: And maybe it's because it's also socially distanced for like our socially awkward selves. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, wave. I'm just, I'm not great with characters. I try, and I'm so bad at charades that I feel <laughs> bad for characters because they're trying to tell me something and it does not compute with my brain. I, I can't. I, I feel so bad because I want to know what they're saying, but it does not work. I need a character attendant. And you really don't get them as much, like, coming up to your table during character dining. They kind of hang out in the back. So I need—I usually need that character attendant to decipher what we're trying to say to each other.
0: Totally. And we talk about cast members and how amazing they are, but my little sister was a cast member, and that was her job. She was a character attendant, and she loved it for the interaction, especially with the non face characters. It was, like, her favorite thing to do. So, like... Yeah.
1: She's Absolutely. my interpreter and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah.
0: God bless. She's doing the Lord's work. You know, God bless she really,
1: her. She really is. <laughs> okay, but let's get into the details about breakfast because, yes, it's character dining. It's probably the only character dining I full heartedly recommend. But one of the things about most character dinings on property is they tend to be buffets. And this one is not a buffet, it is a prefix menu for $42 per adult or $27 per child. However, It is worth it in my opinion. I always put this asterisk and I tell people and they don't believe me and I don't, I'm like, I'm telling you the truth, I promise. So Prefix is expensive at $42, but since it's not a buffet, a lot of character dining that is not a buffet will do unlimited entrees. So you can order more than one entree when you're here. So if the, yeah, if the price point is a little high for you, just know you can make up for it by ordering more than one thing.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, it gives you a chance to taste everything which I think is part of the fun going out to dinner or breakfast or (laughs) any meal.
0: There's nothing like a flex of just being like, bring me one of everything.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I think it's one of those things that, especially when people look at character dining, usually you have your children with you. So you look at the price point and this is on the higher end of any character dining besides, I don't know, Cinderella's Royal table, Uh, but it's fully worth it. Your meal starts with bread service. It's your complimentary endless bread service that is delicious there's so many things in there that you will find something you like from their pastry team
0: and the other thing my other favorite thing there is the french press coffee you can get an amazing pot of french press coffee there and it is so 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 delicious
1: i would like you to know that last time i went there and had breakfast i don't think i ordered coffee i ordered bourbon (laughs) i think i had an old-fashioned with breakfast which is you know it is what it is you know why not you're on vacation Exactly, you treat there's yourself no, when you're yeah, on vacation. There's no rules,
0: and I'm just thinking back. It's like, why did I not order bourbon for breakfast?
1: <laughs> because it is a little judgy if you order bourbon for breakfast. However, it was absolutely outstanding. Any cocktail that Topolino's makes is phenomenal.
0: Phenomenal, definitely. Mm-hmm. But i I did really love the quiche. I will say I it was too. like it was like my favorite thing that I ordered. The quiche was outstanding.
1: I agree. It is like a. A nice little individual-sized portion of the quiche, so you get the crispness of that flaky pastry that the quiche is essentially almost wrapped in. Uh, and it has pancetta, which, for me, Star. wins every single time. However, as much as I love the quiche, the potatoes that came with the quiche were my favorite. <laughs> They're these small roasted potatoes that are so crispy. Amazing. It's better than any hash brown you could have for breakfast.
0: There's no bad option here for breakfast. There's no bad option, and the beauty of it is you get to try it all.
1: When your server comes over, I suggest talking to them about ordering more than one, because it really depends on some servers will say you need to order them all up front if you want to try multiple things. For example, they'll bring you a side of their sour cream waffles. They're not like full entrees when you order more than one. They'll bring you a smaller portion of the entree, but just talk to your server and see what they do. I always also recommend... They have a fruit tray. Just order that, period, because everyone at the table will enjoy that. And it's a beautifully displayed fruit tray that comes with breakfast. But again, order more than one entree. Talk to the cast member about it. They'll hook you up. It's what makes Breakfast Worth It for $42
0: an adult. Absolutely. So breakfast is amazing. But yes, diving into dinner, which is what we're here for. We love the dinner here. It's incredible. So diving into dinner... We're going to build our dream meal here at Topolino. So starting off with appetizers, Bethany, what is your choice for your appetizer?
1: There is a lot on the menu, and I feel like it's asking me to pick a favorite child of children I don't have. (laughs) However, the ricotta is my favorite. Every single time... I don't know if it's still house-made at the beginning. I know it was made in-house, and I haven't asked recently. But it comes with their Epi bread, which you do get with every meal. They come out with Epi bread, which is essentially like a French bread loaf but looks beautiful, and olive oil. But order the ricotta. It comes with a tomato chutney, tomato jam situation that is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Aged balsamic, pepper, basil. You cannot go wrong with it. Get your EpiBet bread and scoop it right into the ricotta and 10 out of 10. It is so good.
0: It is one of the top cheese dishes in all of Disney World. Just cheese dishes. Like for the cheese lover, it is phenomenal. It is pillowy. It is incredible. We will get it every time.
2: Yes. Yes. We'll get that and the olives. Oh. Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong. No, I mean, come on. How can you have a meal, a Mediterranean meal without olives? Like, I don't think you physically you can. Did <laughs> you even have
0: a Mediterranean meal if you didn't have olives?
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I know olives are, they're, they're on the, like, people love them or they hate them, but we are all olive lovers. So you'll see that reflected through all of these episodes. They are they are in my top three olive options in all of Disney, too. They are very good olives
0: very good and they're they're lemony they're garlicky they're wonderful wonderful and the and, you know getting a little olive getting a little ricotta that is an amazing way to start your meal here but the yeah. other thing we have had which was also wonderful altogether is we had the duck gnocchi yes and it was wonderful and I know Bella is not a huge fan of duck
2: oh actually yes I'm not a huge fan but that's because I've never really had it <laughs> that was actually I think one of the first times I've ever had duck and it was I, I liked it a lot it is a definitely a little bit you know heavy for an appetizer yeah um, I mean it's not a huge portion no. so you know it, it's not going to be this huge bowl of gnocchi but I, it was delicious I, I loved the the gnocchi itself the sauce everything was very good
1: yeah I agree that it's Interesting that it's an appetizer because, especially when you're sharing with other people, it's essentially a pasta dish that's not actually pasta, but it's essentially a pasta dish. But it is worth the order if you are at all a fan of gnocchi.
0: Totally, and to to kind of expand on Bella's point that she said about like trying something that you haven't tried before. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the escargot, Bethany. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, this is a, seg- a segment that I want to call I Told Y'all So by Chrissy at <laughs> Touring Plans because escargot is something I never order. Would this make my dream meal menu? Probably not. However, I'm so happy I tried it. It is escargot presented in an appealing way, so it's out of the shell, and it essentially comes in you know these little trays that are smothered in butter and garlic. So it is such a good savory dish, The escargot itself was outstanding. I really liked it. And I probably had had it once or twice before in my life and hated it. But Chrissy said, I told y'all so because I needed to try it and I loved it. Also, the garlic and butter after you, you know, get your escargot, dip your Epi bread into it. Mm. It is a whole nother appetizer. (laughs) It's like two appetizers in one.
0: And it's the kind of place and the, the restaurant is so of such a high quality That if there was something on the menu like an escargot, I probably would not hesitate to order it and try it. Because if you're going to try it, try it at that quality and you're going to be impressed.
1: It's not on my dream menu, but I would order it again. Especially when you go with a group of people and there's a lot because it comes with a good amount of portions. I think I was the only person at the table that was brave enough to try it. Everybody was kind of, "Eh, I don't really know if I want to try it. It was worth it. I loved it. I ate half of it by myself and then proceeded to eat my meal. (laughs) And we got ricotta too, so it's fine.
2: (laughs) Well, that's a sign of a good appetizer.
0: It is. Okay, so now diving into main courses. Bella. Oh, boy. Actually, you know what? I'm going to pause and we're going to do the count of three again because we're going to count to three and we're going to say our favorite main dish here. Are you ready? One, two, three.
2: Rigatoni. It's really the only entree there. (laughs) I mean, it isn't, but in my eyes, it's the only entree on the list. Uh, (laughs) I
1: can't even tell you the last time I personally ordered something different than the Rigatoni. Because it's that good. I've tried other things that other people have ordered, but I cannot not order it.
0: The last time I did not order the rigatoni was the first time we went. And well,
2: we, the first time you and I went. You and I, I went oh, yeah, a right. time prior.
0: Bella was is the champion of Topolino. Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> no. So, so the, the first time we went, I ordered the rigatoni and you ordered the filet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, the first time I went, I actually got the filet. And I said, oh, you know what? I want to try something new. You try the filet. I definitely picked better.
0: (laughs) And I was going to, the one time I didn't order, I wish I ordered the rigatoni. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it was actually Bethany who gave us the recommendation. It might have either been Bethany or Chrissy that was like, ordered the rigatoni. Mm -hmm. And you did. And my God, it changed our life.
1: It's so good. It is braised chicken with wild mushrooms. Not on the menu, but it also has pancetta in it as well. But it is this... Bold, deep flavor of chicken and a white wine. And it is perfection with house-made rigatoni, might I add.
0: house and mm-hmm. delicious. It is so rich it and is. so delicious. It is so filling. It's like the stick-to-your-ribs kind of feeling. amazing, comforting Italian food that you yeah. dream about.
1: That braised chicken just breaks down so nicely in this dish where it's just pull apart and phenomenal. You cannot go wrong. And last time we all went there, we ordered, all of us ordered the rigatoni. (laughs) No one, no one straight from it. We all ordered the rigatoni.
2: Yeah. And actually the star for me of the dish is the sauce. I I don't know what it is, but it is so flavorful. And I've never had that kind of sauce with pasta because normally you get like a lemon sauce or a tomato sauce. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Something like that. But this is just, was so different. And I don't think I was actually expecting it. Um, When I first originally got it. And it is just, it is amazing.
1: I would agree. I feel like there's two hacks that I also recommend for it. One was you last time we went, Bella. Yes. Where you asked for crushed red pepper flakes. So if you want a little kick, I would also recommend that. Good call on that one from you.
2: Yes, I will. I add pretty much.
0: Bella adds spice to
2: everything. Yeah, I add crushed red peppers to (laughs) literally everything. Um, As you should. Yes, but it does add a nice little extra bit of like heat just a little bit a touch to it um and it definitely elevates it
1: yes I absolutely loved it and I don't think I will order it again without asking for a side of that because it was so good and the other hack I have is if this is an if you have leftover ricotta on your appetizer throw the ricotta on the top of it which has happened once out of the however many times I've been but it mixes into that dish so nicely
0: so what we're saying is just reserve a spoonful <laughs> before yes. you even dig or in. Two. Or five. It's, yeah. <laughs> right. It's
1: already creamy. The, the sauce itself is creamy and delicious. It doesn't need it, but it does elevate it. If you happen to have leftover ric- or ricotta, it is, it's worth it.
2: Definitely, Definitely. My two hacks. Now, I know we all love the rigatoni. However, I will say the filet was also very good. And I had that the first time I went for dinner. And it was well prepared. Um, maybe not my my favorite steak on property, but it was definitely definitely up there.
0: It's up there, and I would order it again. And I know that the rigatoni is like top in all of our minds. It's our favorite child. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. it's it our is. favorite child. <laughs> but I would order the filet again. Like if you're going in a group, and even like Bell and I, like I ordered the filet, she ordered the rigatoni, and we split both of it, and we had a wonderful meal. And I would definitely recommend giving it a try. I like my fillets medium. They cooked it perfectly. The shallot jam was incredible. And also the pickled scallion on top was wonderful too. And I love a vinegary bite. It was awesome. Great. I do highly recommend it. Not as much as the rigatoni, but I highly recommend trying it.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go off that too. Of if you're going with somebody else and they're willing to order something, because I've gone with my mom and my dad and my dad ordered the sole, Their fish there is absolutely phenomenal. It came highly recommended by our server. It's essentially a filet that's split down the middle and has potatoes underneath it, which Mm. remind me of the potatoes from breakfast. They're the little teeny tiny crisp potatoes. But it comes with things like sea beans, which I had to inquire what a sea bean was because I did not know. And essentially it's like a green bean that's grown underwater. Mm. You learn something new every day. Mm -hmm. It is pricey. I mean, for topolinos in general, it is going to be an expensive dinner. The sole's 50 bucks, but I think it's well worth it. If fish is your thing, I would 10 out of 10 recommend. Will I skip it? The rigatoni for that? Probably not, but I will be happy to eat off someone's plate if I go with them and they (laughs) order the (laughs) sole.
0: So what we're saying is get a group of friends and go try all these amazing entrees because they're wonderful.
1: But don't share your rigatoni because they'll take one bite of the rigatoni and want more of it. So tell them no. Just you're only allowed to sample off their plates for science. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's data. We're looking for data here.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got we got our appetizers. We have our main courses. Anything you order in either one of those categories is going to be phenomenal. Those just happen to be our favorites. But then we have to switch the pace and go for the dessert, which I know we are not the biggest sweets fan. However, Topolino's does a
0: very good job. They do. They do. And we got the warm chocolate lava cake. That is my recommendation.
2: Yeah, I'm always a sucker for a warm chocolate lava cake. I don't know what it is growing up in the 90s and that being like (laughs) a big thing. But like every time I see it on a menu, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it because it's just like in my head now I have to get it. Um, and it was it was very very good. I loved you know,
0: it. Something you bring up such a good point because something as a '90s kid, just yeah. like you thought that a lava cake was like the bougiest thing that you could have. You are yes. like, I am going to cut the cake, and the chocolate's going to run out. Yeah. This has been such a food. And it
1: brings but me but back, back to Chili's, it nonetheless. <laughs> it brings me to Chili's. <laughs> so you are like, oh, you know, it was so nice, and I am like at Chili's, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one is significantly better than that steak. Yes, yes,
2: definitely.
0: <laughs> that is the one headline you could take away. Topolino's is better than Chili's. No.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. There's no chips and salsa though at Topolino's, I will say that. So True. <laughs> um, but I, it, it is their signature dessert there. They've actually shared the recipe. That is what they are known for is their warm chocolate lava cake.
0: So we also have to talk about cocktails because it's us. And we talked about it at the beginning, so I'm, I'm drinking the Midi Spritz right now. It's a wonderful cocktail, an Aperol Spritz. It makes you think of the Amalfi Coast. It makes you think of Italy. It's a wonderful, wonderful drink. But I will shout out to my other favorite, favorite, favorite cocktail here. It is the Modern Fashioned here. It is one of my top old fashions in Disney World. It is not ahead of the California Grill, Cinnamon Maple Bourbon old-fashioned. It's not. But it is a wonderful, wonderful drink. It's made with Knob Creek rye. Appleton Reserve, blend rum, vanilla bean, bitters, and my favorite thing about this cocktail. Yes. And it's the bougiest thing about this cocktail, and it also makes it my favorite, is that the ice cube, the big rock that comes with the old-fashioned, is monogrammed. It has the beautiful Riviera Resort, and it also has Topolino's monogrammed inside of the ice cube. Sold. <laughs> yes. sold every Look, time. Look, you hit me
1: with a good presentation, and I'm down to drink anything. Anything. Yeah and that one is delicious i like the addition of rum to it too it makes it stand out from a lot of other old fashions you'll get throughout the park and at 17 bucks it's a good deal it falls into a the inexpensive category when it comes to old fashions in disney but i agree with you it's phenomenal we both got it last time we went and i absolutely loved it
0: phenomenal order it get it if you're a whiskey fan if you're an old-fashioned fan get
1: it Yeah. One that I have ordered before that has been recommended to me multiple times, because usually I always ask the server, like, what drinks do you recommend? Because I'll, again, try any cocktail. And it's the French Rose, which is, again, another Topolino signature cocktail, in my opinion. Citron vodka, a rose liqueur, so it definitely has a floral flavor to it. But it comes in with raspberry and agave and lemon and soda water, so it's not so heavily floral, but it is well rounded and perfect, in my opinion.
2: And I think the few times that I was there and was able to have alcohol, I believe I had champagne and wine, which, mm-hmm. again, you cannot go wrong because their list of champagne and wine is like, it is phenomenal as well. Um, and, it, and it goes well with the meal, with anything you get. Wine or champagne is going to go well with it.
1: I was going to say, I'm the same. I'm usually a bottle of wine gal when I'm at Topolino's. You cannot yes. go wrong with it.
2: No, no. It's the perfect drink to go with your meal. Um, but the last time I was there, I was not drinking alcohol, and I got the um, Pesh repose, which is actually what I'm drinking now, um, but it is a delightful non-alcoholic mocktail. Um, it has peach, mint, lemon, and soda water, and it is very refreshing, and it does go well with the meal.
1: Yeah, they have a few good mocktails on that menu, too, because I've tried the strawberry cucumber. I believe it's strawberry cucumber that's on the menu as well. Yes. And again, phenomenal. (laughs) They do a very good job with good mocktails that don't taste like just, you know, a lemonade with blackberries. Correct. They are a good cocktail.
2: Yeah, this was. I I agree. This mocktail was actually um, my second favorite that I've had so far on Disney property. Um, my first being the one at uh, Enchanted Rose, but uh, this is definitely this was a close second.
0: And it's really good too because it's it's balanced like a cocktail would be. It's not just a blend of papaya and mango and orange and thrown into a juice blender and like shaken up and served in a in a Disneyland plastic glass, right? <laughs> We're still bitter about that. Literally bitter, (laughs) but it's a really well-balanced, I mean, it's fresh peach and lemon and soda water and a sprig of mint, fresh mint too. It's wonderful. It's really nice to elevate that experience.
1: Without a doubt. You can't go wrong with anything. I would agree with Bella though. I'm definitely a wine gal when I'm there and I usually order a bottle of wine because for about like 50 to 60 bucks, if you want to drink with somebody else, it's a good deal to go with a bottle of wine compared to ordering, you know, $20 cocktails. It's never a bad, it's never bad. No. And it pairs so well with the rigatoni. A little white wine, I'm never mad.
0: Never. Amazing. But overall, I would say dinner here, is it expensive? Yes. Yes. It's expensive.
1: It is expensive. You are going to spend a lot of money.
0: You are, but you're worth it, is what we're going to mm-hmm. say. You Treat are yourself. worth it. Treat yourself. Go yes. have a wonderful experience. Have a wonderful meal. Because like we said, we talked about our favorites here, but you are not going to have a bad dish. No and that's the dish that's the dish
2: (laughs) that is that is the
1: dish on topolinos you will not have a bad dish boom (laughs) i will say it is such a great place to go to and if it is on the expensive side so if you're celebrating something it's one of my top go-to places especially now that california grill is prefix i say go to topolinos get that view from the 10th floor Go during sunset, which is the most magical time. So look up whenever sunset is when you're traveling. Because if you can hit Topolino's at sunset, grab your cocktail, walk right out onto the terrace and enjoy the sunset. A nice little magical moment. Yeah. And in addition to sunset, another good time to go is during the Epcot fireworks. Because you can see Harmonious from your table and from the, the terrace out there. So... Hey, if you make dinner, stretch long enough that you can catch sunset and look, it depends on how much you want to drink and eat. But if you can catch sunset or even if you can go for the Epcot fireworks, they're both worth it.
2: Definitely. Definitely. I think the most unfortunate thing about Topolino is trying to get a reservation.
0: (laughs) It is probably one of the hardest reservations to get Mm -hmm. on Disney property. Hands down.
1: Yeah, it is my go-to when I start booking my 60 days out and I write my list. The number one spot I always secure is Topolino's because if I miss that on a trip, I will be heartbroken. Heartbroken. 60 days out, reservations open around 545 to 6 in the morning. You need to book that. And I suggest if you're staying on property, booking it for later in your trip because 60 days out from the day you arrive, if you're staying on property, you can book 10 days of your trip. Book it at the end of the trip, less people have access to it, and make sure you snag that Topolino's reservation. It is equally as hard to get for breakfast, too, I will say that.
0: Absolutely. But there is a way, there is a way to go up there if you do not have a reservation.
1: Yes. So you didn't plan well, you didn't listen to this podcast in advance, <laughs> you're less than 60 days before your vacation. We have a few hacks that'll still get you dinner at Topolino's, even if you did not book 60 days out.
0: So the first hack is... The incredible tool that we all use religiously, it is the Touring Plans Reservation Finder.
1: Yeah, this isn't sponsored, by the way.
0: This is not sponsored. We just love it, and we will absolutely stand by this.
1: So you go on to Touring Plans' website. It is free to use if you have a basic account, which the basic account is free to sign up for. Sign up, put in the days you want for your Topolino's reservation. You can give it like a range of dinner, you know— the entire length of your vacation, and they will send you a text and an email when when a table opens up.
0: Hop on, book it. (laughs) Yes. Thank us later. Well, actually, no, don't thank us. Thank Touring Plans.
1: (laughs) Yes, but Touring Plans Reservation Finder is my hack that it's not even just for Topolinos. Any, Any reservation that you want to get in Disney, absolutely, if you missed your cutoff for your 60 days, put it in, and I have gotten many Topolinos reservations that way.
0: Yes, for our next... (laughs) Our next trip, we are going to be a party of eight to nine people, <laughs> and they didn't. we did not find Topol- Topolino's reservation for us, but I put it into touring plans, and prayers are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I was about to say, because I will be crashing that trip, I do have a reservation for two on Wednesday night, so if we want to sneak away and go eat the Ricatoni and then go back and meet the group, we can make it happen.
2: We'll just we'll just get nine orders of Ricatoni to go. We'll be like, it's for us. It's for us. Exactly. About it. She, she's like- pregnant, okay? Yeah, exactly.
1: You never question pregnant.
2: Pre- no no never question a pregnant woman exactly exactly i'm eating no. for 10 <laughs> no yeah. but
0: it, we, sw- we swear by this tool we swear by it for i, I Ogas, really for citricos for all those Anything. wonderful 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 reservations try it yeah try it try it try it
1: yes. and then even even if you can't snag that reservation and touring plans reservation finder there's still other options one my always go-to tip is to check about 24 hours beforehand when The reservation, because if you don't show up at a reservation, if you no show a reservation, they'll charge you $10 per person. So about 24 hours beforehand, you'll see people dropping reservations because they don't want to be charged that fee. So look the day before. That's always a great option.
0: Totally. Especially if you're a smaller party. If you're a party Mm -hmm. of of two or three, you can generally pick up some incredible reservations incredibly close to when you have to go.
1: And then one final tip is there is a lounge at... Topolinos. So the lounge is not reserved seating. It is first comes first serve. So when they open, head up on the elevator, tell them you want to seat, be seated in the lounge or the bar, and usually there is space there. And you can order the full menu.
0: You can, and every time that we've gone, the bar has been empty. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is like a huge hack to get into the best restaurant in Disney And you do not need a reservation. You just simply need to go up the elevator to the 10th floor and ask to sit at the lounge. And it is incredible. The first time that we ever went, we were staying at the Riviera and I really wanted to go to Topolino's because Bella had gone before Mm -hmm. and she said how incredible it was. And I was just like, you know what? I wonder if there's lounge seating. I called the lobby and I said, is there lounge seating up at Topolino's? And they said, yes, there is. It's first come, first serve. So we went up. At this point, it was in like, during, during the pandemic at the height of COVID So they were not serving the bar menu But they were serving the drinks So they ushered us up to sit On the terrace Beautiful, beautiful atmosphere, beautiful They sent the bartender out to get our Orders, we sat there for three Hours, watched the sunset Go down up on the terrace It was absolutely beautiful And that was just drinks, people Can you mm-hmm. imagine with a full menu and that Rigatoni? Oh my god But Absolutely. Go up and ask.
1: I feel like it's one of the most underutilized lounges in Disney because people, I understand it's not easy to get to the Riviera if you don't have a reservation, like if you are parking or You know, Even if you take an Uber, they ask what you're doing there. And Riviera was one of the ones that definitely during the height of the pandemic cracked down on it. They were the worst. They wouldn't even at a point let you off the Skyliner if you didn't have a reservation for a short period of time. But it's a little more flexible now. And if you're at Hollywood Studios or if you're at Epcot, hop on the Skyliner. I know there's a dress code, but I have gone there in park attire. I've seen people in park attire. As long as you look put together, they will let you eat there in my experience
0: as long as you're not in a bathing suit (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) or visibly
0: in a bathing suit yeah
1: I've gone in flip-flops I know there's a dress code and you know I usually stick to it but the one time I went because you know another hack of getting a good dining reservation that we actually did is you can always add one additional person at check-in and my cousin came down and (laughs) I added her last minute when we obviously checked into our dining reservation and she didn't have a second outfit, but she went in her park attire and her shorts and a t-shirt and no one said anything.
0: Not to get ahead of like our episodes here, but like we are not the biggest fans of sit down restaurants in Hollywood studios. So this is an incredible option to have a wonderful dinner, literally a Skyliner right away from a park.
1: Period. Period. <laughs> we are not a fan of sit down restaurants in Hollywood studios. Period. Period.
0: End of episode. Thank you for joining. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah,
1: yeah that episode would be very short if we had to break that down.
0: <laughs> Ten minutes including intro and outro. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Which, if you love something there, keep eating there. But that's just our opinion. I'd rather get on the Skyliner and head over to Topolino's every single time. Every Definitely. time. Yeah. So hopefully you figured out what to order. You figured out how to get yourself a reservation. You figured out what to drink. When to dine. Hopefully we broke down everything that will make your Topolino's experience magical.
2: Yes, and it becomes one of your favorites, just like ours. I mean, we say that, but at the same time, it will, will make it harder for us to get reservations.
1: So I don't know if this was the prime episode, did it go in like episode two,
2: but I know I was, I was thinking that because I was like, that lounge tip is really good. Maybe we don't share it. Should we edit that out?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we want you to be able to experience what we love about Disney, um, you know, we understand that we, none of us live close to Disney. You guys are in Delaware. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. We are far. So we want people to be able to experience what we love about it and what we think is great every time you guys go down.
0: And if you made the effort to download this episode and listen to us rant, then you deserve the chance to go sit at Topolinos for sure.
1: But if I'm down there at the same time as you and I did not get a reservation, if you want to plus me when you check in and add me to your dining (laughs) reservation, I'll have dinner with you. Just saying. Mm
0: -hmm. We all will, especially if you're okay with having an infant in a high chair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll
1: buy the wine. I'm fine with buying the wine.
2: Totally. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to dive into the question portion, uh, which these questions were submitted through Instagram. um, But in the future, you can submit questions to our Patreon and we will use the end of most likely all of our episodes if we get enough questions um to answer them because we know you
1: guys have questions we have answers yes,
2: we have so most
1: many of the time answers. yeah
2: <laughs> most of the
1: time but if you ever want to submit a question on Patreon even if we don't answer it in an episode i guarantee you one of us will respond to it on Patreon and tell you exactly where to dine or what you want to know
0: or what to drink
1: <laughs> exactly if you need drink questions especially now Colin and i are there for it and Bella will give you mocktails for the next three or four months, and then cocktails for all of us.
2: Oh, yes. Can I wait? <laughs>
1: also, if you do need champagne recommendations, go to Bella and Bella only. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, but one of, the, one of the questions that somebody submitted that I don't think we ever talked about in a podcast, even being our second episode, so we definitely didn't, is how did we meet? Because we talked about the first time we hung out, which if you listened to the last episode was the Monorail Bar Hop. That was the first time we hung out. But how did we meet?
0: Through a beautiful thing called Instagram. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: I always yes. jokingly say, they tell you not to meet friends on the internet, strangers on the internet, but it can turn into a good thing.
0: It can. It can. Yeah. So it was actually back in April, right? It uh-huh. was in April and we had followed Bethany. Actually, I I had followed Bethany before we even made our Disney account um, because- Honored very honored <laughs> because she's the queen of disney um but i had followed her before and because like we're here obviously for disney food and drink and that's clearly what bethany's here for so like like mines i mean definitely attract but she was at flower and garden and she had posted something about the fact that she hated the violet lemonade and we absolutely hate the violet lemonade people love it maybe unpopular flower and garden opinion we yeah. are not here for the violet lemonade no it's terrible so she was at the booth, and she was like asking for recommendations, and I was like, "You know what?
1: I'm gonna say I remember exactly though I was on live. I was sitting in the Japan pavilion, and I was on live, and you guys you were in my comment section saying, "You need to try the violet lemonade ale because I was saying how much I despise the violet lemonade, but you said the violet lemonade ale is not bad. So I said, "I will go get that
0: and she did. And Trotted then, all the
1: way around the world, showcase for that one.
0: She literally had, was halfway across the world, and she had to walk all the way back. And she did. And the next thing I know is I look at her story, and she has a picture of the violinist l and she's like, "Whoever recommended this to me, DM me right now." And I did. Yeah. And the rest is history, honestly. Yeah. The rest <laughs>
1: is history. Yeah, we're here.
0: <laughs> and now we're here. But I honestly, love it. guys, that was like April. That was yeah. like April of... Not even a year ago. Not even a year ago. Crazy.
1: I think it's a good testament to don't be afraid to reach out to people that are like-minded in your community because you never know what friendships you can create with them from that.
0: Totally. And yeah, we're we're coming up on the year anniversary of when, we, when Belle and I actually started our account. Mm-hmm. And to just like think and fathom about like how far it's come in that year is just on a whim, honestly, just on the fact like, you know what, we really like to go to Disney and people always ask us if they're going to disney they're like what are you, what are your recommendations they're like let's make it a thing and now look at this like it's just like such a cool testament to like if you if you feel like you want to do it do it you never know where it's going to lead like yes honestly. i always
1: i always say the same i say post because i am not even on my 2 year anniversary yet for tiktok that'll come in april i haven't even been on tiktok for 2 years like i have not really been actively creating content for that long so you never know where the opportunities will take you
0: and <laughs> who you're going to meet and what you're yeah. going to make you know exactly
1: Exactly. So that's, but that's it. Yeah. It was good. And now we're, we'll be at Flower and Gardens together. You guys will have a great episode about all the things we eat because we'll eat all the things. Yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but Chrissy from Touring Plans will be joining us. For that episode.
0: And now she's contractually obligated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She already was, if we're being honest, and she knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. But she is another one that she lives down in Florida since we both don't, or all of us don't. And, you know, she gives us good hot takes on what's good and what's bad.
0: Yes, she does.
1: So that is how we met, though. All over the Violet Lemonade Ale. And Colin and I will drink it together when we're at Flower and Garden.
0: Finally. And Bella...
1: Bella, we will not make you drink the regular Violet Lemonade. Please though. do not. <laughs> no, we'll get you something better. It sounds good. All right, our next question. Somebody asked tips and tricks for newbies, which I think is a really good question, and we'll try to keep this as brief as possible while still giving you good advice. So who wants to start?
2: I will. So my okay. my my tip is know your transportation. Know your transportation options. There's just so many in Disney you can, you know, take a monorail, you can take an Uber or Lyft, you can um, take a bus, you know, if, if you need to get to a resort, you can go to Disney Springs and then take a resort bus to that resort if you don't want to pay for a Lyft or Uber. So there's just so many options, know them <laughs> because yeah. there's, there's, that's the thing. There's so many, it can be overwhelming and you really want to know where each, you know, boat connects or um, where the monorail can take you because I think that that's You know, so much time is wasted in transportation sometimes. And if you know how to streamline the process, it can really save you some time and make it just a more enjoyable experience because you'll get to experience all the ways of transporting yourself around Disney World, not just through a bus.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. And I'm going to piggyback off what you said about knowing your options because there are so many for transportation. Mm -hmm. But I think just in general, my biggest tip is there are so many things to know to yourself, you are not going to do everything you want to do on that vacation. Don't overbook yourself, make it feasible and know that you will not get to everything. Even if you think you bare minimum it, you will still not get to everything.
0: There is so much to do, especially when we're talking about Disney World. I mean, there's four parks. Mm-hmm. There's Disney Springs. There's so much to eat. There's so much to drink. There's so much to ride. There's so much to see. And especially if you're a first timer, Taper down. Yeah. (laughs) Think about your must haves. Absolutely. But I will add on to you, Bethany, and I will say that sometimes my tip is a splurge is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Whether we're talking a fireworks cruise or a dessert party or a really nice dinner, you know, something, it is absolutely worth it. Most cases, I will say 98% of the time in Disney, you are getting what you pay for. So, for example, do you really want to sit on Main Street, in the hub, at Magic Kingdom, and fight every single person. Get your elbows out and find your spot for fireworks an hour in advance. Or do you want to spend, you know, a little bit of money or a lot of bit of money for a (laughs) lovely desserts party when you get to sit and eat dessert and drink at a private viewing area enjoy yourself not have to fight with people or be in people's business especially during COVID times when you're like please stay away from me it's not so much the case now but the splurge is absolutely worth it not all the time but once in a while
1: Yeah. And I will say like to that, there are different levels of splurging. So I can even think of the fireworks, for example, your lower price point to splurge will be the fireworks dessert party. But if you want to go like hardcore, you can take the VIP tour and get seated in the VIP section. So Disney is very good. And they're obviously bringing a lot of that back, though, of different layers of how much money you want to splurge on things.
0: Totally. And, you know, unfortunately, Disney is expensive. And there are inexpensive ways to do it. And I think that's something that it's really hard to come to terms with. Sometimes a Disney vacation is most likely going to be on the expensive side. Doesn't mean that it has to blow out your account within the first two days. But there are certain things if you do the research, if you ask the right questions, if you hire a travel agent and ask them the right questions and they help you in the right way, you can really find out how to maximize your time and really enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah. And I agree. Find, if you've never been before, get a travel agent. And again, not sponsored. We just absolutely adore them. It's Touring Plans. They are the go to for any type of travel agent that you need because it's not easy. I mean, I have difficulties keeping up with all of the changes that happen and this is their jobs. This is all they do. So I always recommend getting a travel agent. I was, I was sharing with you guys earlier about some horror stories that people had of using bad travel agents And that is also another issue. So that's why I always say like use touring plans. People were saying they had messed up tickets or they got none of the dining reservations they want. So again, it's not an ad for touring plans. We just love them. But you can always tell them that we sent you if you ever go there because they will book everything for you. It is a worry-free vacation if you go with them.
0: It is. And, you know, especially people who love to do the research and love the data. I mean, like it is literally printed minute for minute. You know, if someone's willing to go and spend their day at MCO to see how long it's going to take you to get from the airport to Disney World, they're going to do the research for you. They're going to do the research for what lightning lanes you should book, which ones you shouldn't book, what times you should go to the park. You know, it's just insane that it can all be there for you a la carte what you need to have the best optimized trip that you could ever imagine.
1: I mean, they can use this for an ad, but it's not one. But (laughs) I was just going to say that Lynn today had uh, tweeted that... They had their 30 millionth touring plan optimization this morning. So like they were doing Genie Plus or Genie, just Genie. They were doing Genie before Genie was a thing. They are the masters at that. So I trust them with anything. And if my tip for newbies is if you have no idea what you're doing, use a travel agent. And you can use anyone, but I highly recommend touring plans.
0: Totally. And even though Disney has now switched to Genie Plus and they're showing estimated wait times, I'm going to tell you
1: they that, ain't accurate
0: no they ain't accurate and I'm still using the Touring Clans line app yep. <laughs> because that's who I trust I do not trust Disney's lines I trust Touring Clans lines app for yeah.
1: sure 100% okay we have to end this the, this podcast though on this note because I feel like we can just go out with it because somebody asked what is your guys's Disney hot takes and I love to be controversial in certain situations so I'm down to give mine oh my god
0: alright I'm down to give mine too okay ready hot take Peter Pan's not great Peter Pan's flight, not worth the wait. Sorry.
1: Agreed. Why is it always 45 minutes?
0: Why is it 45? Longer. Minimum. (laughs) Longer. Minimum. That's a great day, Bethany. 45 minutes. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Creepy dolls in the bedroom scene. Fluorescent, weird, black light, horrible, haunting your dreams, dolls, done, period. Not doing it.
1: Wow.
0: Hot take. Over. (laughs) Boom.
1: (laughs) Very passionate about that one. Um... I will give mine and say, if a snack to you is nostalgic, it's probably terrible. And I'm looking at you, Mickey pretzels, specifically. If somebody suggests a Mickey pretzel to me, I will turn over tables because they're terrible.
2: They are terrible. But if it's
1: nostalgic, I understand the bond that you have, but don't try to tell people it's good because it's not. If you don't hit that nostalgic aspect, it's not going to be good. And I throw a lot into that category. Like, I don't even like Mickey premium bars. They're fine. No,
0: They're fine. No. Even the ice cream sandwiches. I mean, just because it's Mickey shaped does not make it the best treat in Disney World.
2: Oh, my God. Um, that is a hot take. Hot
0: take done, period. Boom.
2: <laughs> but accurate. I think mine is, like, how come Disneyland can have these amazing churros and Disney World gets literally nothing? Yes. Like, uh- I don't understand. I mean, right now they have a lemon one. They have a cookie butter one. We get just plain old churros. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The fiftieth had some icing on it. <laughs> and
0: and we got a- an orange bird churro. Oh, oh, orange oh, bird oh, yeah. Colin,
2: you know what? You say that, but you loved that orange bird churro.
0: <laughs> I did. And it was not even amazing. And imagine how much I'd love a really amazing the lemon bar churro that's in Disneyland yeah. right now. Are you kidding me?
1: I genuinely don't understand how Disney World can't do it because those are Teo Pepe's churros. You can buy them at the grocery store. That that is what they use in Disneyland. How does that not translate to Disney World? That is to me mind-boggling.
0: And I'm going to take this a step further. How come Disneyland can do special events way better than Disney World can? I mean, yeah. if we're talking Oogie Boogie Bash, As, that's versus where my mind
1: went too. Boo
0: Bash, are you kidding me? It is not even in the same stratosphere.
1: Yeah. Hot take. I will say Disney World does festivals better. Yes. Like sure. food and sure. wine in that. Sorry, California Adventure stands, but I don't understand because Oogie Boogie is where my mind went to. Totally. Disney World, we're waiting for you to step up your churro game and step up your party event game.
2: Yes.
0: TikTok. But we'll still
1: go to Disney World over oh, Disneyland, oh, yeah. but yeah, that's yeah. not the point.
2: No. But no. we're
0: gonna complain about it, okay? And you're yes, gonna have to listen. Yes.
1: <laughs> we want more. You can do better. Correct.
0: Hot takes, Hot takes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. So that's it for this episode of The Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Main Street Dish on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also subscribe to our Patreon for more behind-the-scenes looks at cocktail recipes and being added to our close friend's story on Instagram for our upcoming trip. Um, But that's it for this episode. So signing off, this is Colin for Bella and Bethany. We'll see you next time.